What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. I hope everyone is well and I hope everyone is having an awesome week so far or weekend whenever you're listening to this. So in today's episode of the podcast, I want to run you guys through a few quick fire nutrition rules that you need to live by. Now, I did a post on this uh, in the week, I think it was um, a few days ago, and I'm basically just summarizing the reel. You know, these are the five nutrition rules that I live by. And a lot of you guys really liked it. Um, got a lot of engagement. So what I want to do today is just basically elaborate on all those points. So go into a bit more detail and express more value so that you guys can hopefully go away and implement. Um, now that is generally what I try and do on this podcast. A lot of the, the content and a lot of the things that I preach, it's very much the same as what I say on Instagram. Um, however, I just, I can't use Instagram as a way to expressing long form content because it's too short. You know, it's 30 second reels. This is a chance for me to really go to town on some of these points. So if you enjoy my Instagram content, you're probably going to absolutely love the podcast. Um, which a lot of you guys have told me that you are massively enjoying and taking a lot of value from, which is awesome. So without any further ado, I'm going to go straight into some of these rules. Now, these are things that I've been following for probably the past 10 years since I started training, and they've allowed me to stay in great shape over that time frame and also you know, work towards fitness goals um, and get into good shape, depending on whatever my goal is, whether that's performance-based, losing body fat, building muscle, whatever it is. These are five staple rules that don't really change for a sustainable lifestyle around fitness. Okay, first one. So the first is just making sure you're consuming enough protein in every single meal. Now, every single meal you have needs to be centered around protein. And now a lot of people don't do this, okay? They don't really have that focus around protein. They just kind of, you know, have a little bit of chicken every now and then, or, oh, okay, I'll have, you know, some eggs, whatever, right? You need to have a, a focus. You need to shift your mindset so that every single meal you consume has protein in it. Okay, it's so, so, so important. Now, I'm not going to go through every single benefit as to why protein is important, but if your goal is something like fat loss, if your goal is muscle gain, if your goal is maintenance, if your goal is performance, if your goal is just to feel better and be healthy, you know, whatever that might be, protein is going to be your best friend. It's the most important macronutrient and you need to make sure you're having enough of it. Now, I would say for most of you, you should be consuming about one gram of protein per pound of your body weight. If you're a female, you can get away with 0.8 grams of protein per pound of your body weight. So it's a little bit less. Okay. Um, and also if you're on the heavier side, you can sometimes work towards your ideal weight. Okay. So let's say you're a 200 pound guy and you want to be about 160 pounds, then you could maybe try and consume 160 grams of protein instead of 200 grams of protein. It could be an easier kind of barrier of entry for you to start consuming a higher protein diet. And then obviously over time, as you start to um, understand a little bit more about things, you can then push your protein intake up a little bit. Okay. So that's generally the kind of rule of thumb that I would work off. And the reason why we need protein in our diet is because it keeps us full and it keeps us satiated, okay? It helps us sustain eating well because, you know, you don't want to consume crap food when you're consuming protein because it keeps you full. That's probably the biggest benefit of protein. Like, yeah, I'm going to go into, you know, the muscle building benefits in a second as to why we need it. But to be honest, it's, you know, that alone in terms of being full, being satiated is, is, is so, so important because, you know, the reason why people eat such crap foods and eat such processed shitty foods is because, they're not consuming enough protein, so they don't ever get that feeling of being full. And if you don't have that feeling of being full, then you are going to end up having carb binges and you know, you know, going out and eating crap food and stuff like that, ordering Domino's. So really, by having protein, you're addressing the core root of where most people struggle, which is by having these cravings for crap food. Um, so every single meal you have, if you're consuming about 20 to 30 grams of protein minimum, for some guys probably on the upper end, like 40 to 50 grams per meal, you know, you're not going to get the the feeling of wanting to eat crap food. You're going to be full. Um, a lot of clients when they bring bring them into Fit Lab, you know, they've never actually sort of consumed enough protein in the past. 
You know, they come in, we set them a protein goal, we, we give them their nutrition plan, and they don't even complain about hunger. You know, they're in a calorie deficit, and there's absolutely zero complaints of, oh, geez, I'm a little bit hungry. You know, maybe at the start, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a difference, but over time, a lot of clients are very full. They're not feeling like they're wanting to binge all the time because, you know, we're simply giving their body what it needs in terms of enough protein. So that's extremely important, and that's why, as I say, this being a talent in terms of, you know, to live by, if you can constantly consuming enough protein every single day, you're going to make your eating, you're going to make things a lot more fun because you're going to be more full, going to be more satiated, and you're not going to be thinking about wanting to eat crap food all the time, which is going to make you feel way better. So whether you're trying to build muscle, lose body fat, whatever it is, you, know, you need to be consuming enough protein on a day-to-day basis. It's super important. And the way that we need to think about that is instead of just thinking, what meal am I going to have for lunch? What meal am I going to have for dinner? Like think about that protein source first. Like what protein source are you going to have? Chicken? Is it going to be whey protein? Is it going to be eggs? Then when you've got that in place, then decide afterwards, okay, right, what's the carb source I'm going to have that? What's the, you know, the source, the source source, what's the actual source I'm going to cook with that meal? Um, you know, what fat source am I going to have with it? Then you can start understanding what meal you're going to use to be able to bulk it out, okay? But have a have a focus on protein. Have a real think about, right, that's what I'm going to have for my protein source, and then think about what am I going to have for the rest of that meal afterwards. If you can consume protein every sort of three, four hours is okay, but every sort of three hours... Um, of around that 20 to 40 gram mark and you know you're not going to be full uh, so you are going to be full you're not going to be craving food and you're going to also get your body into what we call a high level of muscle protein synthesis now this is just meaning that your body is going to be in a positive balance to be able to build muscle throughout the day and it's just more optimal so this is another reason why we need protein within our diet if you listen to this and you want to build a great physique you want to build you know lots of muscle you're in a fat loss phase if you just want to sustain the muscle you've already got or you know even build muscle you can build a bit of muscle when you're losing fat but it's more about sustaining and building shape which is what we get from protein again you need to consume the correct amount of protein because that really is what our body needs it's the building blocks for building a great physique you know the way that we've got to think of it is this is a great analogy that uh, a nutritionist i was working with broke it down to me said that the way you've got to think about protein is let's say you know you're trying to build a great physique and you've been to the gym, you, you know, you've lifted loads of weights. Like that's the equivalent of builders going around your house, you know, team of builders around your house, ready to start building your house or build an extension on your house. The protein are the bricks and the cement. If you haven't given your body that, then what are the builders going to do? Nothing. They haven't got any building blocks, right? So the way we've got to think about protein is if you're not consuming the correct amount, you know, you're going to the gym is going to start to become a little bit more worthless because your body's not got what it not got what it needs to be able to adapt. So that's why it's so important to consume the correct amount of protein. So for me, you know, whatever goal I'm working towards, maintenance of muscle, working towards more performance, wanting to lose fat, protein is just an absolutely essential. It's a non-negotiable, and I'm always making sure I'm consuming at least one gram of protein per pound on my body weight. So that's the first one. Second rule to live by is making sure you're consuming 80 to 90% whole foods, single ingredient whole foods. Okay, so these are just unprocessed foods that generally consist of a single, like one ingredient per food, if that makes sense. So rice, pasta, vegetables, like chicken, like these are all single ingredient items. Okay, these are going to provide us with way more energy, like way more fullness as well. So we'll be way more satiated. We're not going to want to crave crap foods. And also they're going to be way less calorific as well. So, you know, you're going to generally get a lot more bang for your buck with these meals or these items of foods rather than consuming processed crap, which is just bad for your body. Okay, so this is why we need to make sure that the majority of the foods we have are of this nature. Otherwise, you're just going to have very poor energy levels. 
you know, calories are going to be very high. You're not going to be getting much protein in as well because typically like processed foods just don't have much protein in them. You don't have as much protein in them. You're also going to get high levels of inflammation within your body, which is very, very poor. Like we want to avoid inflammation because this is going to stop us from losing body fat, gaining muscle. It's going to lead to problems further down the line. We're also going to get very poor digestion as well. Our gut's going to be working really hard, poor microbiome. This is what happens when we consume crap foods as well. Processed foods, it leaves you feeling shit. Like no one can tell me that they have a Domino's and feel good the next day. You feel absolutely terrible because it's a poor quality food choice and it's leading to poor digestion, loads of inflammation in your body. Like the day after I wake up, after I've had a Domino's and I haven't had one for years now, is I have so much brain fuck. I can't even think. Like I feel like absolute shit, completely bloated and it's just not worth having these foods. I mean, every now and then, you know, Fair enough, but 80 to 90% of your nutrition should not be of you know these quality types of foods because they're poor and as I say, they're gonna lead to lots of problems. So really you are what you eat. If you eat good quality, decent foods most of the time, you know, you're gonna feel way better, you're gonna have way more energy, and it's just a way better, you know, quality of life rather than living off shit, you know, convenient foods which just don't provide us with any real fulfillment, okay? Number three is limit your alcohol intake. So this isn't saying you don't need to drink, okay? This isn't me saying cut alcohol out completely, it's bad. Yes, alcohol is bad. There is no benefits from drinking, zero. All right, there's some people that claim their studies that red wine can can help certain things, but look, there's no real benefit to to, to alcohol. It's poisoning your body in some, in some specs. So, you know, we don't want to be consuming high volumes of it. Now, is that to say you have to cut out completely? No, okay? Like, I understand. Uh, alcohol is is fun for a lot of people, you know? It's, it's great. It brings people together. It marks fun occasions. It's socially, it's fantastic sometimes. So it's not to say you can't have it. However, if you want to be someone who is in great shape, has great energy, is a high performer, you know, sustains level uh, level of low body fat all year round, which I think is, again, is great. That, that you know, provides you as, as a more valuable person because a lot of people can't sustain low body fat year round. It, it, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's hard to obtain. You need to limit alcohol, okay? It isn't going to be something that's going to be conducive to that. So have every now and then, pick your battles with alcohol, but just don't have it in too too much volume, okay? If you're drinking heavy amounts of alcohol every single weekend, you're going out on the sesh, like it's just going to be impossible for you to be able to live a healthy lifestyle. And the thing we've got to remember alcohol is it's not just about the calories that you consume when you drink alcohol. Like yes, they're bad. However, you kind of can control the calories with alcohol in, in some ways. Um, you know, if you bank enough calories, you starve yourself the next day or the, the day of the event, yes, you can kind of get away with that. But there's so many other damaging effects of alcohol, okay? It completely blunts fat oxidation, which is our body's ability to lose body fat. So, you know, so even if we're in a calorie deficit, we're still going to have a massive negative effect of drinking alcohol. It really impacts your recovery. It massively impacts your energy levels, your, your ability to build muscle, your mood. Like I know lots of clients that you know, we'll, we'll drink alcohol potentially on a social event or whatever. And then that next week, they feel absolutely crap. They start doubting whether they want to be on this journey anymore. Their energy levels are shit. Their gym sessions suck. And they're like, geez, like I, I feel crap. And because the alcohol is, you know, led them to, to feel like that and to have that um, feeling of, of that. And we don't want that. Okay. So it's not to say that, again, you can't consume every now and then. You can, you absolutely can. But if you're doing it too regularly and too much high quantity then you are going to struggle to one get a good result to actually get to a, a, a position where you're super happy with your physique to maintain it as well now also we've got to think about choices when it comes to alcohol there's always going to be a, a good and maybe a not so good choice and it's got to ask yourself is it worth a compromise you know if you like drinking really heavy beer or you know you drink sugary cocktails 
you like if you enjoy these things then fair enough maybe it is worth worth taking the hit you know however these are worse choices they're very very calorific and it just means you're not going to get as much bang for your buck when you do decide to drink whereas if you go for something like vodka lime and soda or you go for gin and tonics you know you can drink quite a lot of these yet still not really yield too much of a negative effect because calories are still kept fairly low they're a lot more purer cleaner spirits so they don't have as much of an after effect so really you can kind of you know damage limitation from choosing the correct source of alcohol which again is super important so again you've asked yourself like pick your battles like what do you really need that night even if you just go from consuming you know a pint of guinness to a pint of cause light like small changes like that or you know maybe a bottle of i don't know corona you know something that's bottle-based rather than pint-based is also going to save you some calories. So you just need to be able to pick your battles, understand, you know, what you're going to do and take responsibility for that, you know, and potentially uh, have a plan for the next day because we all know that alcohol leads us to us making very poor decisions, poor choices around food. So as long as you can kind of account for that maybe in the lead-up to an event, then again, you're going to be in a great position. Now, one thing I used to do at uni, which worked really well for me, I probably would still do this if I was going out more regularly, but I don't now. I don't drink huge amounts. Um, is I would actually go to the supermarket the day before, maybe when I was going to get my booze, and I basically would just get a, a, a meal that I know that I would enjoy, but it wouldn't be as bad in terms of calories as going to, you know, a kebab on the way back or going to grab a pizza on the way back. So, you know, I'll go and grab like a supermarket pizza or some sort of ready meal, which wasn't too bad. So, you know, when I was out, I would kind of understand that I'd still get great satisfaction and enjoyment from going home and having that meal rather than spend, spending money on know terrible like kebab and cheesy chips or something like that which is just absolute crap so that's just another little hack that i think can be used quite nicely sometimes you know you can already account for the calories as well because if you bought from a supermarket you can scan it you know so when you're in a fat loss phase that's something that can work really nicely so that's point number three limit alcohol intake point number four is prepare most of the foods yourself okay the majority of cooking should be done yourself now the only real caveat to this would be if you're using a meal prep service now not many people do however some people prefer that. Some people, there's quite a lot of uh, sort of high performers in Dubai that, that go for meal prep because they just simply don't really want to cook and they've got the money to be able to afford meal prep. That's different because potentially the meal prep is going to be prepared very carefully from someone else. So the macros and the quality of the food is going to be of a good quality anyway. However, for most people, just make sure you prepare food yourself because you can account for calories much better. Obviously, if you are account accounting for calories, you're counting them then you can count them much better if you're preparing them yourself. Obviously, it's just generally just much better quality foods. Like going back to point number two, which is 80 to 90% of your foods being of whole foods and ingredients, you know, that links with point four because you're preparing these foods yourself. They probably are going to be whole foods, nutritious, better quality, you know, just generally provide you with way more energy, you know, way more health benefits rather than consuming processed, crappy foods which again, are just going to be very high in calories. So, you know, even if we're not tracking calories, you know, you'll get to the stage of your body where you don't need to track your calories all the time. You know, lots of clients at FitLab get into great shape, get their calories to a fantastic place from sort of building their metabolism back up, you know, and then they're not, they're not necessarily needing to track their foods. You know, if you're preparing the majority of your food yourself, you can still eat much better intuitively. You can still look at the things that you're making and consuming and have a much better understanding of what the calories are that are in them rather than just buying crap all the time, eating out all the time at restaurants or buying meal deals. Eating out at restaurants too regularly is really detrimental because you do not know, even if the menu has got calories on there, like you don't know what that's been cooked in, the oils that have been used, the 
you know, the seasoning potentially that have been used, the sources that have been used, like there, there could be some serious calories that aren't being accounted for. Um, and most menus are going to be out by at least 20%. So yes, eat out maybe once or twice a week. That, that's, that's fine. But if you eat out too regularly and, you know, you're not preparing foods yourself for the majority of the time, then again, you're going to struggle when it comes to maintaining low body fat, predicting calories, you know, working towards performance as well. A lot of you guys might be listening to this thinking, you know, I want to run a marathon one day. I want to do a triathlon. I want to do this, that, and the other. I play sport. I want to play rugby or whatever this is. Like, if you're not preparing food yourself, then you're just not going to be able to get the benefit of eating good quality food that's going to provide you with lots of energy for your sport, for that performance, you know, the right carbohydrates, the right proteins. So generally, we need to be making sure we are taking account for that. Um, if you are a super busy person and you struggle for time, then there's plenty of ways you can make food prep way more time efficient. And again, if you're a super busy person that struggles with time and you've got a little bit more expendable income, then you can start to look for meal prep companies and meal prep services that will cook your food for you and still provide you with the same benefit from doing it yourself. Okay, so good quality foods. Now, the last point I want to make, number five of these five tenants, is stick or still have the fun foods within your diet, okay? You can have them every now and then, provided you don't go completely mad. So 10 to 20%, generally the rule of 80-20 is about right. I would probably say for me that it's more like 90-10. I'll probably say only really 10% of my calories across the week come from um, maybe more poor quality foods, maybe bits of alcohol every now and then, maybe a pudding at the weekends, ice cream, meals out. You know, that's very small percentage of my week. But what we need to think about is this isn't five rules to live by just to get you in shape. Okay, this is five rules to live by forever. Five nutrition rules that you can have for the rest of your life that will keep you in fantastic shape, you know, and provide you with the body that you want, the life that you want, you know, the energy that you want, all that kind of stuff, right? And that's why it's so important to include these foods within your diet, to include little bits of alcohol, you know, whatever it is, because this isn't this is needs to be sustainable. And if you're cutting everything out, then it's not sustainable. So this is why it's important to make sure that you do account for having a little bit of crap at the weekend, you know, for having a takeaway with your partner or going out for some nice foods with your family, like whatever that is, that is absolutely fine. And if it's only going to account for 10 to 20% of your week, you're absolutely fine. You know, even if it's just having some chocolate every single night, like, you know, having a bit of ice cream, you know, whatever that is, is absolutely fine. But having that part of your diet is important because it's what creates sustainability and it's what's going to keep you there for the rest of your life. You know, maybe for the start, when you're getting started in your fat loss phase, you know, going through initial transformation, you're probably going to have less of the funner foods. Fun is probably not a great word. The less of the more fun foods because calories are going to be a little bit less. So you're going to need to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to balancing things. You can still get away with bits, but over time, as calories start to drop, you're going to probably have to make more sacrifices than you usually would, you know. However, it's completely worthwhile doing because in the long run, you will be able to enjoy more higher calorie foods. It's just the way that it works. You know, when you get to the stage, it's the way you've got your result, you've got to a fantastic level. Um, and then, as I said, you've kind of worked through that initial, that secondary phase of then going through the reverse diet and you've got your calories to a much better place. Then at that point, you're then going to be able to enjoy more of the fun foods. You know, you're going to be able to have a few more of those calories each day going towards some of the foods you enjoy um, or just at the weekend having something a little bit different. The way that I normally work it is for my kind of 10% or even 5%, I probably would say it's more like across the week in terms of in terms of calorie balance is I would rather have my weekdays be like pretty much 100% clean. It just works for me. Like, you know, I've, I want better energy in the week. I want to have better workouts in the week. So I, I don't really have anything 
of a poorer quality in terms of food. And then at the weekend, Saturday is generally you know a day where I'd potentially go out, I'd go out for some food in the evening, I'd do something fun. That's when I start to maybe have you know more of the more fun foods, okay, the more processed foods, the meals out, the the sauces, the battered foods, the buttered foods, you know, like the foods that just sound nice, the foods that just look nice, like. They're the sorts of things I probably consume maybe like one night of the week on a Saturday or you know maybe on a Sunday or whatever as well, depending on what my weekend looks like. That works really well for me. I never feel restricted. I never feel like, what's the point? It just, it's, it's balanced and it works for me fantastically well. So that's why it's part of my kind of uh, five nutritional tenets to live by. Now, guys, I hope you found this useful. They are my five rules. Um, obviously, there's kind of more that I would say if I was to go up to like 10, I could probably, you know, eke it out to 10. However, these are my kind of five biggest priorities. I believe that if you want to build a great body and you want to sustain a great body, you just need to follow these five things. Make these five things a priority and you won't struggle to do that. So I hope you found this useful. If you have, share it to your story. Give me a tag. Make sure you're subscribing for future episodes. And guys, I'll catch you in the next episode.